Welcome to the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Here you will find powerful messages from our ministry founder and president, Patrick Baker. You will also hear interviews and testimonies, all designed to encourage God's people to come higher in Christ Jesus and experience true power in Him. Join us every week on our prayer line every Tuesday and Friday morning at 5 a.m. and Tuesday and Friday nights at 7.30 and 9 p.m. respectively. All times are Eastern Standard Time. And now, without further ado, sit back and enjoy the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Praise God. Thank you, Sister Monica. God bless. Happy Friday to everyone. Again, we are so grateful that the Lord has woke us up our rightful mind that we can testify we can come to the mercy seat knowing that he is our god our friend and we are so grateful as we continue in this fasting and uh, uh, one of the main themes uh, sister comes mentioned in her recording is um living you know in christ you know, just abiding in him and how we need to abide above, you know, abiding and above. So I want to use a few verses from the the reading just to talk about abiding in what it is to stay in Christ, to remain in his word. Let us pray this morning. Father in heaven, we are so grateful and thankful, Lord, that you are with us. Your love is with us, and we are so grateful. You have delivered so many people around the world. And Lord, we just pray that you will give us the strength and give us more time to reach out for many souls. And I just want to say thanks as we welcome your spirit, as you will guide us and take us to a different place. We praise you. And exalt you. In Jesus' name. Okay, um, there's a few things about abiding in. I'm going to read first John 15. I'll read from just verse. You know what? I'll read from verses 1 to 7. But I have to go to Acts also. So I'm just going to read. Um, John 15, 1 to 7, and then I will go to another scripture. And it reminds us that he said, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. So Jesus loved to give the illustration and parables about the vine, and the husbandman is the caretaker then, uh, the person who is in charge of the vine. And then it says in verse 2, Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. So in other words, uh, you could look on an orange tree, citrus tree. And if you notice, um, for me, back home, when we're growing up, we have a lot of citrus trees, like hundreds, you know. 
And as the years go on, they gradually die until there's not even a single one, probably one or two. That's it. We could sell oranges. But you know why? A lot of people didn't have the knowledge of pruning these trees and taking care of them. They think that you just continue to reap fruit without taking care of the, the, the tree. So as the, the limb or some branch will get dried, it needs to be cut off. And every year, the tree needs to be pruned like the good one. Just trim it so that it can respring in the spring. And that will, and, and you have to dig around the root and give it some extra soil and, and vitamins, fertilizer, whatever, nutrients, so that it can survive. But if you just leave it like that and the old branch dried and you don't cut it off, it's going to die. That's exactly, if you know what I'm telling you, if you're from the, the country and you know about citrus trees, if you don't do this, all the tangerine and all the nice trees that were so good, all of these trees died all over, like predominantly in Jamaica. So here it is now. It says that if you don't purge them, you can bring forth more fruit. Now you are clean through the word, verse 3, which I have spoken unto you. So in verse 4, it says, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. Are the trunk then? No more can you except you abide in me. I am the vine, he reminds us again. You are the branch. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Without the chunk, the vine that goes into the root, the branch will die. In verse 6, he made it very clear. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. And I want to tell you, that's exactly how it works. When the, the dry limb will break off the branch, they will use it as firewood to cook. They have no use. And they will burn it. Therefore, in verse 7, very powerful. If he abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Very powerful. When we become partakers of this divine branch, and this word, we can ask the Lord anything, and he will do it. I'm going to tell you about a man who abides in Christ, just to give us an example. You remember the story about Paul. Paul was transformed into the man of God. 
on the road to Damascus, and he took his Christian walk really literal, serious. Literal. He believed and he lived the word, speak the word, speak the word. That's how you abide in God. Not only say, yeah, yeah, I'm a Christian. I'm a Seventh-day Adventist now, you see. I keep the Sabbath. No. We have to abide. Keep keeping in him. So hear this now. After he abides in him, he decided to persecute him. And you see, during persecution, we have to abide. That's when we know if we are going, if we're abiding in Christ. Is if we can stay with God even in hard times. If the times get hard and you have to let go of God, you are not abiding in Him. Paul understood what it is to abide in Him. And I'm going to tell you, when they were taking Paul to Rome, all the soldiers with him, and they chained him up and have him. And you have many soldiers escorting one man of God. They knew about him. They're afraid of him. They know the word. But Paul was abiding in Christ. So they decided that they're going to take him. Rome. While they were taking him on the ship to Rome, there arose a mighty storm on the sea. Mighty storm until everybody. You ever see a real storm and you are on the sea where the wave, the ship is going up in the air, dropping back, rocking, everybody hanging on for their life, begging for help. People who never prayed before are now praying. Just imagine you see a little boat there and it's rocking and it looks like it's going to flip over. At times you hear people shout because you think water was going to come on board. Water started to come on board somehow and you're thinking, wow, this is my last. You think they have time to think about the prisoner anymore? Everybody was hanging on to say, man, you got to get out of here. I want you to look at Acts 27. And I'm going to read a few verses. Acts 27, I'll start at verse 21. No, no, I will start at verse, verse 20. And I, I already given you a little backdrop of what's happening. They are on the boat. The boat is rocking. The place is dark. It's a storm. Everything is gloomy. You are in a storm. And God is saying, when you're in the storm, abide with me. Hello? Everybody just want to get out. Abide with you. Okay. Verse 20 says, and when we're at Acts 27, verse 20, I'm starting. Listen to what it says. It says, and when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us. All hope that we should be saved was now taken away. Virgin, please, as I read this, underline some points of this. You have your pens, you're making notes. This, this is trouble. They haven't seen 
stars are sun in many days. It's overcast, it's dark, it's gloomy. And all hope is now gone that they are going to be saved. You ever on this, they're looking to see if they see one of the Navy, U.S. safeguard ships to save them. They are looking no help in sight. Because you see, on the storm of life, only Christ is the help. You got to get it. When you're rocking, they all, they said all hope was gone then. It's taken away. But listen, verse 21 says, But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, so in the midst then, Paul is chained up and they are cast back and forth. Probably people are on the ground, they're hitting against the side. Nobody can stand because the boat is out of control with the tempest, the storm. Things are out of control in your life. All of a sudden, the prisoner who is chained up, stand up in the midst, probably is standing and shaking because of the tempest, the rocking. And he said, sir, you should have hearkened unto me and not have loosed from priests and to have gained this harm and loss. He said, you shouldn't come out in this thing. You should have listened. But listen, he says, verse 22, And now I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. Let me break it down. He's saying that even though you're on board and the material things around you is going to be destroyed. But I am a prisoner of Christ and I'm encouraging you. Are you encouraging somebody? He stood in the midst of the storm and said, Sir, calm down. Don't worry about what you're going through. The Lord is encouraging somebody now and say, You're fasting. But there's a storm raging. He's saying to everybody, Women, men, children, everybody who is listening, calm down. The Lord is saying there's hope. Have courage. Be encouraged. The material things is going to be destroyed. But every man's life is going to be saved if we only abide. Verse 23 says, But there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am. And whom I serve. Mercy. Mercy. Hello, somebody. He said, I have a message from the Lord. So how did he get a message? He was praying. The ship was about to sink. And Paul was saying to God, God, what is going on? Are you going to save us? And the, the Lord dispatched an angel in the raging, in the storm. God can dispatch an angel. And you know what? When the angel came beside him, the storm is going on still. You think the angel came to calm the storm? Perhaps you're going through something and there's an angel about you right now. An angel standing by you, Brother Rice, right now in your storm. But he hasn't sent to calm the storm yet. Perhaps God wants the storm to go on, to shake you up a little bit so you take him seriously. You know, we don't know. And hear what Paul says in verse 24 of Acts 27. He says, listen, saying, 
the angel came to him. He's giving them the message. Fear not, Paul. Thou must be brought before Caesar. That's it's in Rome. And lo, God has given thee all them that sail with thee. Lord of mercy. What an encouraging word to the men. Listen, the men them fearing who control the ship, who have the guns, who is in charge, who is the leaders, and the little man who is in chain, giving them orders to say, whoa, whoa, calm down. The God that I know sent an angel to give me a message to give to you that you must fear not because all of you have already given to me and we're going to make it before Caesar. We don't know when. It's going to be many days or a long time, but we're going to get there anyway. Hello, somebody. We're going to get there. So, so hear this now in verse 25. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. Do you believe God? A lot of people struggling. You're going through a tempest and you're wondering. You know what I mean? You're wondering, Sister Ashley, you're wondering, are you going to get the breakthrough? Is your time going to come for your deliverance? The angel is standing by, but it's not time yet. Wait on the Lord. Probably your boat needs to rock some more first. Perhaps he needs to carry you through the tempest a little bit longer. Probably he have a few lessons to teach you first before you are free. Brother Antoine, probably he have to do the same to you first. Probably he need to build your character in your faith in him, in your trust in him before he can set you free. It's not time yet. You got to take it through your trial first before you are loose. That's how God is. The angel came with a message. He didn't come to calm the storm. It's not the time yet. God is a God of time. All of us want to Force God and hate God. Sister Corrine, we don't know what's going on with Fernando. Perhaps God is saying there is something hidden that needs to be found first, something in the family background that needs to be dug out. You know, that's why Fernando is not fully free yet. He got free and then he gets entangled again. Perhaps there is a lesson. Perhaps you have to change the way you pray and say, Lord, what is the lesson? Perhaps you want you to tarry on the island first. Okay, let's look at verse 26. It says, how be it we must be cast upon a certain island. We tell them, we're going to end up on an island. So hear what happened now after the message. Verse 27. But when the 14th night was come, could you imagine being in a storm 14 days? We're talking about day and night, tossing back and forth, crying and praying. That's where you have prayer meeting when you're in a storm. Some people don't know how to pray because you're not going through any storm. You know, you're on the 21 days fasting, but you don't even know what storm is. You're praying, but you're not going deep because you're not in the mirror clay. Sometimes you need to be tossed back and forth. Something needs to hit us and knock us to the ground so our prayer becomes more fervent and real because we are praying 
lukewarm prayer. We are praying little feeble prayers. We need to be knocked to the ground by the tempest so we can be more sincere in our prayers. Look at it in verse 27. But when the 14th night was come, as we were driven up and down in the Adriatic, that is in this water, about midnight, the shipmen deemed that they drew near to some country. They have their little apparatus that they use. In verse 28, it's like a, 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 a thing there, a trumpet light, when they blow it. And depending on the reflection, they can tell if it hits, you know, land and comes back. They can use it to measure how close. So it says in verse 28, and they sounded and found it 20 fat horns. And when they had gone a little further, they sounded again and found it uh, 15 fat horns. They're measuring the distance. If you know, speed equals distance over time. You know it. And then in in 29, it says, then fearing lest we should have fallen upon rock, they cast forth anchors out of the stern and wish for the day. You know what that is saying? When they are drawing close to a land, they are fearing that this ship now is falling apart. We better try to anchor it, and we're going to try to flee and leave our prisoner. We don't care. We just want to get out. We better use the lifeboat and get out. You know, when things get stony, they, they hit rock. They fear that when they draw closer to the shore, they're going to be rock and they're going to die anyway. So we better make a run for it. So they throw their anchors out and say, you know what? We better do something. Verse 31, it says. Verse 31, Paul said to the centurion, Unto the soldiers, except these abide in the ship, abide again. You cannot be saved. So they want to make a run for it on the live boat. They throw the live boats out, the little boats, and they're trying to say, we're going to run for it. Forget about For them to abort ship, I want to run for it. They have to be something serious. This tempest must be really, really raging that they are saying, no, we have enough. Let's try and save ourselves. Forget about the prisoner. Do you want to live? Let's run, run for it. Do you feel like this this morning, that you're going through so much that you want to just run and give up your job, give up everything? Paul gave them a strict warning and said, listen, Except you abide on the ship, you cannot be saved. God is saying to you this morning, except you abide in the church, even though it's getting rough, you're not going to make it. Things are going to get more rough in these last days. Your houses will be taken away, your cars, your families, will be taken away. But the end is still not yet. The Lord is saying, unless you abide on board with Christ who is divine, saying, abide in me and I in you, unless we have this relationship and we are wrapped up in Jesus, we're not going to make it. 
Paul issue a warning, a mayday warning, mayday, mayday warning. Unless you abide in the ship. But hear what the soldiers did. Verse 32, it says, Then the soldiers cut off the ropes of the boat and let her fall off. You know what that says? They trusted Paul. They realized this is a man of God. Amid the storm, the prisoner is preaching to us. Somebody who is lower than you is instructing you to remain calm. It may be a little child in your home and nobody coming to you to say, I had a vision. God is calling you to come back. You don't have to hear from the pastors. These soldiers were in charge and the prisoner who was in chain telling them what to do and they obeyed. You know why? They see the calling that this is a man of God. When you go around and give the messages and encouragement, do people see you as a woman of God, a man of God? Do they see Christ in you? Do they recognize that you're abiding in Christ? As we fast this 21 days, people must look at us and see the glow coming from us. They must not see a face that is broken and everybody say, wow, you're fasting. It shows on you. You drop already 20 pounds, 30 pounds. Paul encourages us, the word encourages us to anoint yourself with oil, your, your faith. Shine up your faith. Be encouraged. Don't go around talking so that, like the heathen, everybody knows that you're fasting. And telling everybody, oh, I'm on 15 days now, no food. Let them inquire of you. Paul, who's the soldier, told them, and they believed. They cut the boat off. They didn't abort. And, and in verse 33, it says, And while the days were coming on, Paul besought them all to take me, saying, This day is the 14th day that you have tarried and continue fasting, having taken nothing. Is this a forced fast? Probably God needs to force some of us to fast because we love food that we fast in 21 days, but we're still eating the same meal, but we say we're fasting. These men were forced to fast. You know, in the last days, God is going to force some of us to fast because tribulation is going to come where we can't reach nowhere to get food, and we have to just survive on water and probably green leaf outside. These days are coming. These 21 days of fasting is training for what is coming. To try and stretch it. If you can do two days and then have just some fruits or vegetables, and then do the next three days and do just water, whatever the Lord pleases you to do, but let it be a sacrifice. These men, Paul says, it's 14 days now. Nobody eats because what? The ship was back and forth, hitting all this kitchen was destroyed. All the food was on the ground, stepping on everything. There was nothing. Paul had some little bread in his knapsack, secure. Verse 34, Wherefore, I pray you to take some meat 
for this is for your health. For there shall not and care fall from the head of you. Paul encouraged them and said, God already told me there's going to be no broken bones. You are secure. And when he had thus spoken, he took bread from his bag then. I'm just assuming that the bread come from his knapsack. You know, he asked somebody, take off my knapsack for me. I'm chained up. So they took it off and they took out some bread. Hey, it meant that we must always have a little something, you know, hidden. And he took out the bread and gave thanks. He blessed the bread. He asked God to multiply it. He blessed and gave thanks to God in the presence of them all. Listen, hello, somebody. Were you afraid then and say, listen, I'm not going to pray because all of these men are Italians, you know. I can't pray before them, you know. Let me pray in my mind. Paul was a witness. He was in chain and he's saying in his mind, yes, God, they are converted now. By the time we get to Rome, all of these men is on my side. These men are converted. They're going to become Adventists. Work on their hearts. Even though he's in chains. He's not crying and say, Lord, look where you put me in. All my children is gone. I'm alone home. Did he murmur and cry? The man is in chains. If, if the ship stands, he's dying first. He can't swim. His hands are chained up. His feet are chained up. And this man is in charge. Have you recognized that Paul is in jail and he's in charge? He's in jail and he's free. The men are loose and they are in jail. Hello, somebody. Which side are you on? Are you free? Paul is a powerful witness in the time of crisis. The men are forced to fast, and now Paul blessed the bread to break the fast. And when he had broken it, he began to eat. Then were they all of good cheer, and they all took some meat. Lord of mercy. You got to go and read chapter 27 from the start. I did publish several messages where you know what they did before we got to this stage? They threw all the light, the weight off the ship. Because it passed in two and four, they get rid of all the extra baggages. God is saying this morning, if you want to be saved, when you're on board and things are out of control, get rid of the extra baggages. Get rid of some of the, 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 the baggages of sin, anger, resentment, pain, the extra weight that you have on board. If you want to be saved, get rid of them. This is so practical, teaching God's people how to abide. Abide doesn't mean things have to be going well. Paul encouraged the men, even though they were free, to abide. If you don't abide on board, you are not going to make it. You think they don't know? When they see the water raging, Who's going to jump out there in a live boat? It would have just tossed upside down. They'll be dead. God is saying to you as we close this morning, abide on board. Abide on the ship and you will be saved. 
I am abiding. I don't know about you. I'm not giving up. I'm not leaving the church. If you think, you know, the church is not preaching the right word, the church is not doing this, I'm going to leave the church. Listen, abide in Christ. Abide. Stay on board. And we shall be saved. I pray this morning that as we abide on this 21 days of fasting, abide. Let it be a sacrifice. Come to the mercy seat genuinely, and Christ will answer. May God just bless you, and may his face shine upon you. This is my humble prayer, as we will now have the prayer request. Abide in Christ. Thanks for listening to the Bun to Christ Ministries podcast. We hope that you were blessed. Feel free to visit our website at buntochrist.com for more content and information. Also, feel free to contact us at buntochrist70 at gmail.com with your prayer requests or any questions you may have. May God richly bless you, and we'll see you next time.